The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. I did the whole like intro just like raw last week. First thing my wife is like, you got it wrong. <laughs> she was like, you said the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, I you thought said, you messed up a part. You said exciting. It's supposed to be interesting. And I was like, well, I haven't said that. Like that's a recorded thing that I did in 2020 maybe. Or 19. Yeah. 2019. Like, yeah. I I think I, I did it live all through 2019. I recorded it starting in 2020. Oh, uh, okay. And I don't listen to the show. So, like, I don't – like, I was here for it. I know what happened, <laughs> you know? So it's like I rarely hear it. Like, I forgot about – I totally forgot just being out of practice between seasons. Like, I forgot that we have entrance music. <laughs> yeah. No, I like the music. I always like – yeah. I always enjoy the music. Yeah, yeah. I just, like – Totally forgot. First thing she said, she was like, you did it wrong. I was like, what do you mean? It's my show. And she was like, well, I've listened to every episode and here's what you did wrong. I was like, oh, damn, you're right. Getting the, getting the kinks out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just working it out. So, yeah, I mean, they're playing baseball. I am over spring training already. I've watched a couple of innings of a couple of games. It, the games are the games are boring. Like they're not they're not interesting. Even if you're a diehard fan and you love it, it it's hard to sit there and watch nine innings of a spring training game. So it's tough to watch nine innings of a spring training game aside from like maybe the first one. Like, I don't know. I used to get excited for like the first home one. I mean, the first call starts not on TV like that. You know, that's a tough one. It's just, yeah, I'm just like, I'm over it. I just like, don't care. There's not like there is, and there isn't like a battle going on. Like normally you want to like be really tuned into spring training because it's like who's going to be the fifth starter or like who's going to get the opening day start? Who's going to be the left fielder? You know, like whatever it is. And I think that the franchise, even though like there is a who's going to be the left fielder to a certain extent, who's going to be the shortstop? Who's going to be the third baseman? 
who's going to be the second baseman? Because, like, there are trade possibilities. Like, there's a lot of, like, possible moving pieces. But I think Brian Cashman has let us down so many times that it's very difficult to be like, oh, I'm going to tune in to see what happens. Because to a certain extent, the results don't matter. It's like, whose line is it anyway? Points don't matter. They're saying it's a competition, but I think every sane Yankee fan is very skeptical of this, and it's almost like a prove me wrong. Like, I am penciling in IKF, Hicks, and Donaldson all in the lineup on opening day, getting booed. Prove me wrong. Like, is it is it a competition? If Vol- I mean, if Volpe hits, I think Volpe could hit 500. And they'll still give they'll still give the job to IKF. I think Dominguez could hit 700, and they'll still give that job to Hicks. Like I don't I don't think these are actual competitions. I'd love to be wrong, but again, prove me wrong. Yeah, Jason Dominguez is hitting 417 in 12 <laughs> at bats with two home runs, four RBIs, five hits. Like he's got a stolen base. He's got two walks. The home he's, runs were crushed too. No shot at being on the opening. No, no. <laughs> you know, and like to a certain extent, it's like, yeah, he like great. Our great minor leaguer crushed a home run against someone's shitty minor leaguer because it's the ninth inning of a spring training game. Yeah, definitely. And that's not an he's not actually in play. He hasn't even played in triple A yet. But Volpe and Peraza, they have played in they have played in triple A. Like to me, those guys are definitely ready um, and to see. You know, to see IKF out there at shortstop would be pretty deflating when you have those two. But, you know, with the Dodgers, they had Gavin Lux towards ACL running to first. Bob Nightingale reported that the Yankees and Dodgers may be discussing an IKF trade. Like somebody's got to get traded, whether it's that, whether it's trading Torres for some depth. Like one of these infielders has to get traded and maybe it, maybe it's IKF to the Dodgers. So what you just said is Bob Nightingale said – they may be talking like there is no it is just like someone got hurt. We got a guy that we don't like. So let's try to manifest it like there is nothing actually behind this at all other than fans trying to manifest it like they need a shortstop. We have shortstops. He makes six million dollars that keeps them over the luxury tax. They're trying to reset so they can go after Otani. So like it re- are we going to eat salary on IKF? Eat no. half of it? Eat three? You're going to pay $3 million for IKF to not play for us? See what we get back? It opens up a spot. Look, we have too many in I'd rather dude. Eat, I'd rather eat $12 million to get rid of Donaldson. Okay, I thought you were going to say Hicks. No, Hicks, that'd be too much. To, yeah. Well, he only makes like $10 Hicks makes dollars. 10 or 11 yeah. No, I mean. If he makes 10 I'd eat 20 to get rid of him. <laughs> They have too many infielders, though, and you think about like somebody somebody has to get traded. And to me, it's got to be it's got to be Torres or it's got to be IKF. Now, people have talked about, oh, you can get more for Peraza, but I want Peraza to be the shortstop and I want Volpe to be the second baseman because we haven't had a good defense at short. I mean, Didi had one good year, but other than that, what, Jeter in 2009? I mean, they haven't had good D at short in ages and Peraza is so slick with it at shortstop. No, Jeter was good in like 2012, didn't he? Almost won the MVP. He was great offensively. I don't think he was very good defensively. But regardless, it's been a long time. Yeah, I think like here's the thing: no one has to get traded because you just put kids in the minor leagues. <laughs> like that's the pro- that's the issue as a Yankee fan right now. 
And it's frustrating because you think about somebody tweeted this, like, can you imagine the atmosphere on opening? And I know this is a fantasy, but if if Volpe starting and if Dominguez is starting, I mean, that would be nuts compared to booing IKF and Hicks and Donaldson. Like the energy would be completely different. So I I I think that is you roll that team out there. That's a solid 85 win team. You think they're wait? I don't think Jay, like Jason Dominguez is not ready to play in the major leagues. Like there are people who determine that who've been doing it for 20, 30 Volpe years. Is. Volpe is and Peraza I think, is. I think Volpe is on the cusp of it. I could see either way. And like I think the decision on Volpe, the honest like thing is something that we're not going to see in a spring training game. We're not going to see in like – uh. Uh, the highlight clips that we see, like there's something that, you know, the people around baseball would determine and see like something extra, whatever it is. At the same time, all the reports we're hearing about this kid is he's fucking Derek Jeter off the field. Yeah. He's signing in all the autographs. He's sticking around like he is. He's go. He's coming out of the game. He's taking a shower, coming back to the dugout. They're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm a minor leaguer. My friends are minor leaguers. My friends are getting to play now. I'm not going to leave. So yeah, it's like, from like, what's the catch? Well, I mean, the same thing as judge, right? Oh, he switches his gum out and bats 150 <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> switches his gum out. No, on paper, he sounds perfect. Everybody's saying he's perfect. I just think long-term he's at second because they say he's average defensively at short. And, like, I I am fiending for just a slick fielding, you know, Omar Vizquel, nasty shortstop. It's the most important position on the field defensively, I think. And, again, we haven't had it in so long. And, again, I didn't watch a ton of Peraza. He only played in, what, eight, nine games. But, man, like, I want him at short, and I want Volpe at second long-term. I feel very strongly about that. I am – Thinking about like, I just would like to have a shortstop that plays shortstop. You know, we haven't had that in a since. <laughs> That's <maybe>. true. <laughs> That's true. We have because like IKF, IKF, as I've said, IKF had was is serviceable for what he was. Like he made a couple million dollars. He made less than six million dollars. Made a couple million dollars last year. Played good defense. On every ball that's not hit right at him, struggled with balls right at him for some reason, and he's a, he's an eight nine hitter. Like that's what the guy is. He had more hits than Judge in the playoffs, so or in the ALCS. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know, but he's a Gold Glove third baseman. I mean, the guy he's got like sixty games at catcher at the major league level. That's wild. Like he's been like all over and so catcher is probably the most challenging position, but like in terms of like range and things like that, like it's shortstop. So maybe we just don't play him there and go with Peraza. Like I'm all for Peraza. It's going to be IKF. I think, I think Peraza has like maybe a 10 to 15% shot. I think Volpe has a 0% shot. And you mentioned IKF playing all these different positions. The Yankees have this weird obsession. Go, go, let's play Torres at shortstop. We're going to move IKF to the outfield. Let's try Aaron Judge in left field. Like they have this weird obsession with playing guys out of position. DJ, gold glove second baseman. Let's move him to third. Like they're, they're constantly moving guys around and it just, it makes no sense to me. 
it's well, as you've harped on for years, we look for very athletic situations out of very unathletic guys. <laughs> yes. Like we do sign get like and like, yes, Judge is a tremendous athlete, but he's a billion feet. Like he's a huge body. And so we're like, oh, you're right field this way, center field this way. I don't have an issue with the left field to right field thing. I think especially if you look at it for long term for 40 million dollars a year, you play the bigger corner outfield spot. You're the captain. You be the leader. Move positions. Let Stanton, who doesn't move as well, play the smaller area when he can be in the field. We know the correlation between him being a DH versus playing the field and how it translates offensively. So, like, I'm all for that. The IKF is going to play, maybe going to play outfield. (laughs) He's athletic. So, like, yeah, I'm sure he could. Like, we did it last year with Cabrera. I, for years, said let's move Glaber to right field when we trade Judge. That's not a thing that you come into like you don't go to the ALCS, bench your shortstop and come into spring training with like maybe he'll play some outfield. <laughs> like you, we had months to come up with a plan. That's what's really frustrating about it is like in a pinch, like when we had so many injuries like for years, you know, like 2019, we had all these injuries. There was a point where I was like, oh, we may see. Like, I was surprised we didn't see DJ in a corner outfield position because he's very versatile in a pinch because of injuries. Everybody's healthy now. We shouldn't be talking about, like, if the guy who won a gold glove at third base can't play in the infield, then, yes, you move him. But he doesn't have the trade value that we want for the one team that may want him. It also doesn't make functional sense. Like you need power out of your corner outfielders. You don't put a guy like IKF who's going to hit between three and five home runs a year in a corner outfield spot. Like just production wise, it doesn't make sense. And going back to the judge and left field thing in a nutshell, that's fine. But the only reason we're talking about is because we didn't sign a left fielder and there were left fielders out there. We talked about Conforto, Benintendi. I'd rather just sign a guy that plays the actual position than not sign a guy and ask somebody on my team who's playing a different position to move there. It's just very ass backwards. And it really started with Tor as forcing him at shortstop in 2020 and 2021 when he had absolutely no business being at short and they just haven't learned from it. Yeah, it was like we just didn't go out and get a shortstop and we're like, well, we've got this guy. And then we used him to bump DJ who has struggled, you know, with injury, but like is the the better player. Like if it came down to it and it's like, hey, there's one spot in the lineup, Labor Torres, DJ, every number says DJ. But we bumped him. Every number to me. After signing him to a big extension. Big big extension, yeah, 90 over six. And again, we have so many. What do they have, seven infielders for the four spots? I don't know how you don't – I don't know how you don't trade Glaber. They need depth at the back of the rotation. I don't think six starters, if you even count Clark Schmidt as a starter, which I really don't, is enough. They could use a lefty bat. Like you have a gluttony of infielders. And you have of right handed infielders and you have other pieces that you need. Like that's your job as a GM is to take Torres and get get something for him that we actually need. I'm sorry. We we do not. We do not need this guy anymore. I, I really don't see a see a place for him long term. I, I think you brought it up last week. It's where's the gla- let's say we keep him like where does it go? Him leaving in free agency because we can't we're not going to sign him, resign him like if it gets to free agency. 
and he is only worth like 10 million a year. We could afford him, but that's not the guy you want. And yeah. if he turns into the guy you want, it's 25 million and we can't afford him. Exactly. And after 2020 and 2021, he was so horrific that you couldn't even talk about trading him. His value was so low. Last year, he was he was decent enough and I mean, didn't meet my expectations, but he he hit enough homers and played well enough that I still think you could get a decent piece again, whether that's another Herman type, because, you know, another one of these starters are going to go down or again, a lefty bat, something he, he's not needed. He's also it bothers me how slow he is for an infielder like we had Robbie Cano and he was pretty slow, but like. Torres runs Torres is slower than Rizzo. He's slower than Trevino. He's like the slowest guy on the team and he's a second baseman. It just bothers me. Yeah, no, I mean, I've been I'm fine with trading him. Yeah. You know, and and he's playing the World Baseball Classic now, which isn't going to I don't want anyone playing no. in the WBC. Um like trade him while he's there. Trade him while he's repping Venezuela. Trade him to Venezuela. I love that none of our studs are are playing like I love that Cole's not doing it. I love the judge and Stanton and the real key guys aren't doing it. like the Phillies have like their entire starting lineup is playing. I'd be terrified. Yeah, I like the last one was big. Was that the Andrew Jones one? Uh, yeah. the Adam Jones robbing the. Yeah, that's what Machado. I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was only three years ago. I or was, I guess they get pushed because of COVID. I thought it was 20. 18, 2017. I don't know. I'm not a big world baseball class. Yeah, I assume you are. There was either. excitement around that. I feel like. Um, and I'm just not like I'm not excited. Maybe it's because I'm older. My life changed a lot. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't know when any of the games are. I don't know who's on the roster. I know. I just care about who's not on the roster. And that's Yankees. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'd watch like Dominicans versus the USA, maybe, but I'm not going to watch. Korea against Germany or somewhere I don't know. I mean, the Dominican team is stacked. I did, maybe I watched them once. Yeah, like yeah, no, I'll, 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 I like to see the highlights of like the Dominican and Puerto Rican players just like having fun. Yeah. You know, like going nuts in the dugout, like yeah, in yeah, a way yeah. that you can't in major league games. Like I enjoy that. That's cool to see. But besides that, I just I'm so hungry for a World Series that I really don't care about anything. That's not the Yankees trying to win a World Series. Yeah, and how excited are you going to be if the USA won? Like, eh, who cares? You're a flying fuck. <laughs> are they going to win universal health care? I don't give a fuck. Exactly. So not not too locked in on that. And then going back to spring training, it seems like it's the kind of thing where you have to be there. Like it's only really fun in person. Like spring training isn't really something you enjoy from the couch. I think. I think that's a really good point because I was thinking – so I live my life in a like – in a schedule. Like I've always – I have something to look forward to. Yes, yes. So like for anyone who like doesn't know – I oh, I totally forgot. Happy green season. Yeah, we're in it. <laughs> um, so I look forward to like – you know, there's baseball. The summer's great. And then like, you know, seasonal depression. So it's like, oh, well, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving's fun. I like eating a lot of food. I like a lot. You know, I take the week off. Then it's like, oh, well, you know, the holidays, I've got kids. They like that. Um, I take the week off. It's a lot of taking the week off. 
Then mid-January, I do Lion's Day, which is a holiday I invented and have been doing for 18 years. So I've got that to look forward to. It's like a reunion. Then my birthday's in mid-February. I used to go in between that to the Super Bowl. And now it's like I was talking to my wife about today. I have nothing because I'm not going to opening day. I can go to opening day. I'm not excited about opening day. And it's spring training. I used to be excited for the start of spring training because it meant I was going to spring training. But I'm not going. So I don't care because it's a thing. that And like, I don't know. I feel like I used to see a lot more of like, you know, people I follow on Twitter, people I know, like through doing this going. And I don't see anyone going. Yeah, I mean, every a lot of got like a lot of the people that went like Colleen, Scott, Andrew, we, we all have kids now. You. Yeah. So it, it changed it. The other thing, though, like I watched. When we played the Phillies and they're showing they're showing the game and it's sunny and you hear the seagulls and hear the beer guy beer here. And it's like, ah, oh, like that just looks so nice, like walking around the outfield. Um, man, I really want I really want to get back. And it's the perfect time of the year to go. We've been through winter, so it's the perfect time to go to Florida, yeah. too. But, yeah, watching it from the couch just doesn't really it's not the same. No, it's not the same at all at, at all. It's not even close to the same. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like kind of over spring training. It it even feels like because I guess it's the sixth. It felt like it was later. You know, the season starts on the 30th. Cole and Rodon have each pitched once where it's, it, it feels almost it, like spring training feels different. It feels like the guys get their work in out of games. Yeah, it feels like they used to be more in games. And now they're just like, hey, I'll just I'll be ready on the, on that day. A lot of sim games and they'll throw like Cole will throw on a back lot and it's barely field. It doesn't even have a fence. Yeah, because uh, even I thought there was a thing, a rule in place, and maybe it's changed where it was like you had to send a certain amount of your everyday players to um, yeah. to road games. But I saw the lineup for that game against the Pirates in Bradenton and it was like you've got Hicks. And like Volpe hit the home run to start, but like that's not no no Pirates fan is like oh Volpe's playing I got to go there no they want to see Judge or you know someone like that. Of course, there's also not a ton of there's not a ton of interesting storylines. I mean, obviously we added Rodon, but that's really it in terms of in terms of an addition. He's gonna play whatever. He's gonna pitch two or three times in spring training. One thing that kind of caught my eye though is that basically last year he only threw fastballs and sliders, and he's trying to add a curve. Matt Blake's going to work on with the curve. Do you think that a start, like, do you think he could be keep being successful with two pitches or do you think he really needs that, that third pitch? I mean, I like a guy to have three pitches. I feel like, you know, two pitches, they're going to catch on to it eventually. Um, I mean, he got the big contract, you know, without it. Uh, Then it comes down to like, you know, how much confidence is he going to build in that third pitch? You know, is that, I know I'm not seeing that with a, um, you know, in a three, one count. I know I'm not seeing a three, two, probably not even two, one, but it does make the hitter think at least that maybe something else is coming. That's a little bit. If if he's throwing it, if he's mixing it in. So it'll be interesting to see like what Blake can do with him. Obviously like all credit to Blake. He has done wondrous things with our rotation the past couple of years. So if there's anybody who was going to do it, like, that's the guy I want doing it. Mel yeah, Stoudemire is not walking through that door. <laughs> oh, man. 
rest in peace. But uh, no, I, I think I like the idea of it. I just remember, I think I have some PTSD because I feel like it was like, oh, Chad Green's adding a change up and it would just get bombed. And then he tried adding a curveball and it would just hang up there and it get bombed. So it does scare me a little bit. Yeah, but there were also like Chad Green's a starter and a closer and a middle guy. And just like, is he alive? Did someone sign him? Blue Jays. Blue Jays, piece of shit. I know, I know. He looks weird in the uniform. He'll be, I think he's out till like June though. All right. Yeah, I'm having a hard time like keeping up with even like where people have signed. I did look, I tweeted this the other day. There are 10 players who have signed contracts that are older than me in Major League Baseball. Let me see if you're, what, 36, 37? 38. I turned okay. 38 a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He's older than 38. Verlander? Verlander, yep. Scherzer? Yep. I just immediately went to the Mets rotation. Uh, nothing else is coming to me. Did you Do you know any of the other guys, like, offhand? Um, Hold on. I, I could probably just fucking redo the search. And I'll be right there. Oh, Wikipedia has a list of oldest baseball players. Oh, there you go. I don't think, uh, but is this active or? God damn it, give me active. Like now, oh, here we go. So Rich Hill. Oh, right. Uh, Nelson Cruz. Yep. Adam Wainwright. Wow, he's still around. Yeah, the, the Wikipedia. So I thought Wainwright was retiring last year. I thought him. And, yeah, uh, Pujols together. I thought and Molina. Molina and Pujols yeah. were all doing yeah. And I feel like I feel like that was a thing. And like halfway through the season, he was like, I kind of still got it and they'll give me money. <laughs> um, So like they have a list of active players. And so like technically um, Robinson Cano is still active, but I don't count. Uh, him as a free right. Agent, but he is getting paid. Kershaw. How old's Kershaw? Um, uh, he might not be there yet. No, he's not on there. So uh, Miggy. Yes. This is last he's year. older than me. Joey Votto's older than me. Like Zach Granke's older than me. Charlie Morton's older than me. Okay, it's all pitchers. Um, uh, Annabelle Sanchez does not have a contract. <laughs> Joe Smith does not have a contract. Jed Lowry does not have a contract. Jed Lowry. Um, Robinson Chicharinos does not have a contract. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Yuli Goriel does not have a contract. Max Scherzer is older than me. Justin Turner is older than me. And then by three days, Tyler Clippard is a free agent, but he's older ah, than me. Fuck Tyler Clippard. All right, you still got some guys. I figured there'd be more relievers on there. There's really um, not that many. There was like only a couple. There used to be a lot of old relievers that would just hang around. I think that's kind of phasing out. Like David Robertson is a couple months younger than me. Um, And then Mark... Melancho- I can't pronounce Melanson, it. Melanson, yeah. Yeah, Melanson. He's uh, a little younger than me. But, like, after um, Gardy was the last yep. Yankee older than me. Um, yeah, it's just I'm, – I'm starting to think it's not going to happen for me. I'm starting to think I'm not going to get a major league deal. <laughs> you know? It all hits us. It all hits us at some point. Yeah. Pitch, pitch clock. Pitch clock has been – Fantastic. Now, I thought it would maybe shave games 5, 10, 15 minutes. It's shaving like 35, 35 minutes a game. Like, I didn't think it would be this drastic. I, I thought it was going to be more of a, a gradual thing. It, it's very quick. Um, I love it. I 
just the idea of like I am getting to a point where listen, I, I watch a lot of games, right? I enjoy being at games. I enjoy watching games. But like there's a point where it's just it's too much. It's too long. It's too many games. And knowing that like I'm going to be up till 11 o'clock, you know, or if you have, you know, you travel a little bit for work. Let's say you're in New York for a meeting during the day. You know, you got a two o'clock to like three thirty meeting. You can get on the train home or it's like, oh, I can I could pop into a seven o'clock game. That is great if I know that by 10 o'clock I'm out of there versus like 1130. Yes, it's a huge it's a huge difference. And again, for just quality of life. You know, we probably watch between I probably watch between 145 and 150 games in full. I mean, that's I'm getting like three hours, three hours a week back makes a big difference every single night. If you're saving a half hour, it adds up over the course of six months. One thing I did see, it's funny. Um, Do you you don't you don't do much social media. You don't do TikTok, do you? No, no. Uh, you're an old soul. Yeah. Um. I I like just scroll it. I'm not like out there doing fucking dances. I'm just yeah, yeah. taking in content. Yeah. And so crossing broad here in Philly was like, well, let's talk about the pitch clock. Let's talk about what it really means. And uh, they broke it down that it is now because of the speed up. It's the equivalent of cutting off beer sales in the fifth inning of what we're used to. Yes. Yeah. Like how much time you get. And people are going to ask about that. I think it's just going to be a straight two hours, two hours after first pitch, because the way the Yankees do it is it's it's two hours or the end of the seventh, which, whichever comes first, I think. Is, is that? Yeah, no, it's just the seventh. They do it based on the seventh. The whole thing sure? is create. Yeah, no, because it doesn't matter. The time doesn't matter. The thing is that they are trying to create time between when they stop selling and the end of the game so that. It's it has to do with like liabilities for DUIs. So they you think they'll go fifth inning? No, 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 no. Just like it's still going to be the seventh inning. Are you sure? But, but, but yes, okay. but because of the time compression, it will be the seventh inning now in like this the pitch clock. Era yeah, yeah. Comes in at like if that was two hours. Like If it's two hours now is like the seventh inning. Two hours used to be the fifth inning. Yeah, that is going to that is going to change things. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
the other thing that it changes is when you're, I mean, it's great when you're watching the game, but like if you go to Yankee stadium, there's 50,000 people there. You want to go get a hot dog or go to the bathroom. I know when I get up and that's with aisle seats. Okay. I'm going to miss a half inning. I like, I have it timed out. I have the internal clock. Now you're missing a full inning. Maybe you're missing an inning and a half. It does. It does impact. Like, what am I going to get up? Is it worth it? How bad do I need to take a piss right now? Yeah. No, but like, I think if, like for guys like Cole, like I mean, have you been watching what Max Scherzer did with the pitch clock? Yeah, at he's all? been trying to quick pitch a little bit, and I like it. Yeah, Nestor, Nestor, I think will love it. Nestor works really quick. Yeah, Nestor doesn't give a fuck. He, and Nestor pitches like he's got a dinner reservation. Like he's got, <laughs> he's just trying to go. I like that. I like the kind of the gamesmanship of like Scherzer being like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there, ready, make them burn that timeout because you get one timeout, make them burn it. No, there, there really is going like to be strategy. And for us specifically, it helps. Like I was looking it up like Bryce Harper averaged 58 seconds in between pitches. He had, he draws a cross in the dirt. He adjusts both batting gloves. He walks around in a circle. He has this whole ritual. Judge and Stanton, they legitimately do not leave the box. They don't even step out. They just stand yeah. there and wait for the next pitch. So our stars, like, it obviously won't affect Judge. It won't affect Stanton. If anything, I think it's just going to help them more. I also think that like velocity-wise – you remember Chapman would take 90 seconds in between to kind of build up all that power for his velocity. You would think that pitchers won't be throwing as hard if they don't have that all that time to gear up. You would think. I think it becomes more of like more gamesmanship where if you if you are a guy who needs, you know, ideally like 30 seconds between pitches where you're going 100 percent, there does become the gamesmanship of not, you know, maybe it's quick pitching. I don't want to see a ton of that, but like just being there, getting the ball, being fucking ready. And, you know, we're going to see who's I think if the batter can't get out of the box and the pitcher is just getting the ball, getting his sign and going, we're going to see who's the best of the best. No, I, I can't wait. And for the people that say, oh, it's ruining the game, it's you know hurting the old soul or the old school nature of the game. In 1950, the average time of a baseball game was like two hours and 25 minutes. If anything, we're going back to the old school, and that's when baseball was most popular. Oh, yeah. And so if you don't like the pitch clock, you're a fucking dork. <laughs> like, you are a dork of the highest order. It is like any kind of thing, and I'm going to try not to get, like, too political, but, like, whenever someone's like, I'm a conservative, I'm like, that just sounds fucking boring. That sounds fucking boring. You probably never kissed an asshole before. <laughs> sounds boring as hell. Like, let's fucking speed through this game. Let's get back to Billy's. Let's get to where we got to go. We got all that. You ever, like, watch a movie and you're like, this is a pretty good movie. I wish I just knew what happened in it, like, and I just had this time back. Yeah. We're yeah. going to know what happened in the game. We're going to be there. What do you got to be? What is it that you're looking for? I want to be outside in the sun without good coverage, paying $15 a beer for longer. You want to pay more money longer? I don't think so. Let's get out of there. Let's get to the bar and let's have a fucking silly goose time while they play pop that. <laughs> exactly. The only thing, again, the only thing I don't like about it is when you do get up at the games, you'll miss more. That's really the yes. only, that's really the only negative. I think they have in seat delivery. They do. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, they do. They do. We got to adjust with the times. You download the app. I mean, most, I, you know, stadiums are going cashless now anyway. So, like, let's just let them deliver it to you. Why wouldn't you? 
and I want kids like I want kids to be interested in baseball. You have a, a couple of toddlers. I have an infant like I want I want that generation to have some semblance of interest in baseball. And, and they were the games. Look, I love baseball. The games were the especially with some of the slower pitchers. It was torture at the end and the pitching changes and a minute between pitches. Like it gets brutal, man. And especially again, those Sunday night. I know I'm rambling the Sunday night Red Sox games that go till midnight every time that is going to be a game changer. Yeah. Like I complained last week. I had, I forgot the pitch clock thing was like going to come into effect. Yeah. So now that we've seen it, I, so I don't have like the exact numbers, but it's like two hours and like 37 minutes versus like three hours and 10 minutes it's of huge. what we're like, used to, which is huge. So I went to that 11 a.m. game last year so I could bring my kids because it worked with like nap times and shit. And the Yankees were up one in the eighth inning. And it was like, we got to go. We're on borrowed time. Like there's no one has shit themselves that we've had no like diaper explosions or anything like that. Like praise be, let's get out of here. And I miss the end of the game. Today, I had a conversation with my wife saying like, hey, listen, you know, I, I want to try to get to like more games this year. I know I can't just like bail on you with, you know, with two toddlers and just like leave and we'll go to a game together like the whole family. But like the my three and a half year old, she's potty trained. Can I just take her to a game like that's just me, my like baby, you know, not babysitting. I'm her dad. But like that's like I'll take her for the day. I'll just run up. Catch a two and a half hour, two forty five game, fucking golden. It's a game changer. And for me, I, I have this memorized because I've done it so many times. If you if I go to a Friday night seven o'clock game, you know, leaving Penn Station to go back to Trent, there's an eleven oh six and a twelve fourteen. There is a huge difference. And I was always penciled in for the twelve fourteen. Now yeah. be able to get the eleven oh six, I'm getting home almost an hour and a half earlier. Yeah. Dude, I mean a Friday like I drive to games. So if I decide to go to a Friday night game, like I'm going to be in my car probably at 10 o'clock. I have, you know, I'm a local, so I know some shortcuts to get out of. You've gone with me. I'm yeah, yeah, it's fucking great. back road. It's great. It's I'm on great. the bridge in like I'm on the bridge in two seconds. <laughs> it's so different than going with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and I am. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm just at it. Like I'm home. I'll be home by midnight. I go yeah. to seven o'clock on Friday. I'll be home by midnight. I'm fresh as a daisy in the morning. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, there will be times I'm sure like you'll, we'll miss stuff because it's happening so quickly and maybe you look down and miss something, but that's like, the other thing is I also, sometimes it'd be so slow between pitches that I would just check my phone or get distracted. And then I would miss something because it was like 45 seconds would go by without yeah. a pitch. And I'd be like, Oh, let me check Twitter or something. And then I miss something. I mean, listen, I've said it all. Baseball is boring. It's a boring sport. And when you drag it out for four hours, it just makes it more boring. You cut it down to 230, 245. That's an exciting game. Like, it's the same amount of action. You're just compressing it. Yeah, and there will be more action, too. The the thing I don't – I don't like the the shift ban just because I don't – like – I don't like saying, oh, you have to put your defenders here. Like to me, the hitter should have to evolve and figure it out. And like it's a game of adjustments and it's a game of evolution. But again, if it leads to more action, I can kind of I can kind of accept it. But I, I, I'm i not crazy, not crazy about the shift bands. I have been like pretty anti shift because it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Just like be a different player, like be a more well-rounded player. Yes. 
But if it's good for the game and it's going to help grow it um, and just like, I don't know, like I'd like to see some more base hits, you know, like let's get guys on, get some action going. It's going to be interesting because you saw what the Red Sox did to Joey Gallo, right? Yes, yes. So it's going to be interesting to see if teams just do that or if like the league then like rolls out another like rule next year. But like at a certain point, like what are you going to do? Just draw circles on the field and exactly. like you got to stand in the circle to start. It does become a bit much. I do get the differentiation between infield and outfield. You've got to be on the dirt, which is still like it's the shift took away the ability to just have your second baseman like play on the grass because you used to be able to do that. You know, if like Barry Bonds is up, you're going to you're going to have your second baseman just play, you know, three feet into the grass just for his own safety, um, which you can't do anymore. But, you know, yeah, what are you going to do? Like the rules say originally, like you have eight You can only have one person in foul territory. That's the catcher. Besides that, you're in fair territory. Now it's like, all right. You need two on each side of the base on the grass. Now you're going to tell the outfielders, like, there's no line of, like, demarcation to no. tell them they have to stand by. Because the center fielder, you can't say – like, the way they're shifting it, if you were to say you can only have two outfielders on one side of second base because your center fielder shifted over, like, in a regular straight-up defense – I mean, that's what the Red Sox did. They just chose to have a huge, like, gap. And I think that's going to happen more than you think, because if you remember, when guys, like, we'd always be like, oh, why don't they just bunt it down the third baseline or slap it to the shortstop when there's nobody there? And these guys like Joey Gallo, they just can't fucking do it. It's even harder to hit hit it to left field on purpose if you're a lefty. Like, it's one thing to just, oh, shoot a bunt down the third baseline and if nobody's there. It's really hard to place a ball into the outfield if you're trying. So, I, I mean, again, Hicks is a guy that really only pulls the ball. If I was playing against us, I'd do that for Hicks, what they did for Gal. He's not he's not hitting the ball in the air to the opposite field. It's just not happening. So I think you're going to see that more than we think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough thing. I've obviously never played Major League Baseball, although there are still, you know, 10 people older than me, so I have a shot. Um, where it's just like, I we watch Rizzo. We see Rizzo choke up. It's like, I don't know, Gallo, choke up and just slap the ball up the middle like, Center field's wide open. There's no center fielder. Hit a double to center field and bat 350, you know, until they they shift it. But the problem is, like, Joey Gallo is the example. He's going to fucking strike out 100 billion times yeah, anyway yeah. and still bat 170. <laughs> like, the shift isn't why he hit 120 last year. No, no. And the reason I kind of don't like these rules is I feel like we're accommodating the losers of the world. Like Joey Gallo, which I'm which I'm not crazy about. Um, I want to talk about well, you want to talk about Reggie Jackson. Yeah, dude, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. No, I mean, I've I've said for the longest time, I believe the qualifications to have your number retired should be 10 years with the team, World Series, Hall of Fame. You want a monument? Give everybody a monument. I don't give a shit. Fucking line Jerome Avenue with fucking monuments. I don't care. We have these guys coming up and we're getting our first look at them and they just have silly fucking numbers. And we've got Herman out there wearing zero. I mean, judge wearing 99, like he's grown into it, but it's fucking weird. We had Clint out there at 77, Volpe 77. We've got 89 out there. Like it just, it looks so stupid all because like 
I like, yeah, I don't. Paul O'Neill shouldn't have his number retired. Like he shouldn't. Bernie Williams should not. Jorge Posada should not. Reggie Jackson should not. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a very serious Reggie Jackson household. Like my dad was in college when Reggie had the three the three Homer World Series game. Like that was his guy. We have a framed like my dad has a framed you know signed thing of him with a Reggie bar wrapper, like an original an original candy bar, like the whole the whole everything. And I loved him as a kid. But when you're when you're taking pictures in a Houston Astro, it's like you're rubbing it in. And it's not like people try to do the comp of Don Mattingly taking a job with the Blue Jays. Completely different. Mattingly tried also, to be never, he's never retired. Yeah. But he also tried to interview to man to manage us. We you know, we Cashman said no, whatever. Reggie Jackson is 80. Like you don't you're just doing this to, to rub it in. You don't need to still be working. I think it's business. Like he got a job. They offered him more money. He got a job. It's a business. We should, we are a business and in our business, the uniforms that we're making our employees wear look fucking stupid because there's 82 on the back of it. Like, what do you do? Are they going deep for a pass or are they going to fucking get in a batter's box? Ah, it just makes no sense, man. He's all, like, he's almost done. Like, why are you, why are you alienating the fan base that you, that really made your legacy kind of because he's 80 and he's making money and he would yeah. just won a world series. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's the thing. Like it shouldn't have been retired because he wasn't here for very long. He was here yeah. five years. No, nah, I, I get that. I get that argument. Ah, the we two get it. He's like happy go lucky. Like, you know, Oh, he had the two rings in the late night and seventies. You're all about and, rings though. And he got us too. Yeah, so I think, like I said, you should have to win the World Series, should have to play for us for 10 years, and be in the Hall of Fame. We're talking about telling a guy who's coming and saying, I want nothing but to be a part of your organization, right? Like, so let's say, let's say Cole, right? Cole wanted to be a Yankee his whole life, right? Let's say his number wasn't 45 all his career. Let's say it was 44, the best available player is a lifelong fan, wants to be there, and he's just like, one thing, I want my number. No, sorry, this guy played here for five years in the fucking 70s, and then we didn't win any World Series in the 80s, so in order to get people out, we had Reggie Day. The same way, we haven't won a title since 2009, so we're like, yeah, Jorge gets one, and Bernie gets one. They should all get monuments. They should all get monuments. They should be part of the museum out there. I'm not saying what they did is not important. I'm just saying, like, if it was a matter – if the monuments were still in the field of play, I'd be against giving a lot of monuments because it interferes with the people who we need to do their job today. No, no I, I get that. Uh, by all the way – or by the way, by your criteria, CC will be getting his number retired. Won a World Series, 10 years, and he's probably going to get in the Hall of Fame. So will you be will you be okay with that? Or do you think – he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, he meets the qualifications. He's okay. a lifelong – like he is a Yankee. He's like – and he won the World Series. He did all the – he checked all the boxes. But A-Rod, so because he's not a Hall of Famer, is a no for you. Even though yeah, he was a no. Hall of Fame caliber player, clearly. I think he'll get in the Hall of Fame eventually, and I think when he does, if they want to retire his number. no. I, so I don't think everyone who hits those things should have their number retired. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. But I think like CeCe Sabathia is someone who's going to be a part of the organization for life. Like he's not going to go and join the Guardians front office. No, no. He lives right? in North Jersey, yeah. 
Yeah, like he's here for life. So that's a it's a business decision to do that. But that eliminates another number. It does. And they are they are running out of numbers. Um, really been pretty healthy. Canely's got bicep tendonitis. Other than that, it's looking looking good so far. Usually we got like three or four guys down by this point. Yeah, but like I saw the Canely thing and I was like, yeah, that's for now. Right. You know, like wait till the last week of spring training where it's like, oh, well, he's actually going to shut down for a little bit. <laughs> I saw the booms like, yeah, Montas is going to be back in August. Like, oh, I'm ho- holding my breath yeah, waiting for that. Yeah, really excited for that. Don't make any moves then. Like we're <laughs> sounds like we're set. Um, have you been looking at the schedule? You pick anything out yet? I know you mentioned taking taking Joey. No, I haven't like really dove into it. Like I've really been strategizing, like how am I going to get to games? And yeah. I haven't done the like which games, you know, because I am like I am itching for it. Like I I have a um I have like a an Instagram group chat from uh I don't think you are in it because you didn't come because you don't. don't do all the shit before. I also don't. Have oh, you're not on Instagram. Yes. Um, it was just like everyone who went to brunch, who comes to brunch in Baltimore. Oh, okay. Like when I do the whole, um, when I do that whole thing and it's just like, yo, I'm just getting excited about like a little bit of day drinking, a little bit of like being in the sun, hanging out, like being around a ballpark. There's a little bit of excitement of not being so tethered to the ballpark because of the, like, because of the pitch clock. Yes. You know, like there can be. Like, and even, you know, I think about it again, like you go to a Friday night game, like, let's say you, I know you're a, you're an up and back person. My wife and I, we tend to go places to get a hotel. Mm-hmm. And so like we go to New York and we go to a, a game and the game is like four hours, four and a half hours. It's like, well, we don't even get to go to like a restaurant or like, you know, something that we wanted to like right. do in New York, like a four o'clock game. You may not get back to your hotel till nine o'clock. Yeah, it does kill. It kind of kill. Yeah, it kills the day. And if you want to do something, if you want to do something else, it does. It does kill that. Yeah, like there's a little bit of like I'm even thinking of like an April like 15th or 22nd, like depending on the weather, like just grabbing my kid and going to one of those games, you know, if, if the weather holds up to bring a three and a half year old. Yeah, one one o'clock. Uh, yeah, no, that that could be in play. They got a interesting. They have a four o'clock Thursday game. On April 20th, you never, never see that. <laughs> 4.20, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> is that what it's <laughs> Is that what it's for? Wait, Not what yet. time is the game? It's April 20th at 4.05, but it's a Thursday. Have they ever had a, thir- a 4 o'clock Thursday game before? No, I don't. Especially in April, like you're not even getting the. Um, like you're, you're not even getting the. What the hell? Um, like the summer camps. That's like that could be an easy half day. And then you're home by. Whatever, nine, nine thirty, ten. It's a MasterCard five dollar game, too. That's not a bad. That's not a. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you could buy them. Yeah. Same day. Even. Yeah, I mean, that may that may be a. Uh, hey, any of my clients. <laughs> I think we need to meet in person. Uh, Let's press the flesh. I think it, I, I would assume I haven't looked up their schedule. I would assume the Angels have to go somewhere. That's right. Not that makes be, sense. Like maybe flying home to get out of there. That's not a bad idea, though, like a noon, noon, one o'clock meeting 
in Manhattan. Yeah. And just jet yeah. over there in work clothes. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I drive like everywhere, so I'll just fucking throw my clothes in my car. Right, right. No, yeah, that's that's something to think about. No, no, really excited. The sucks that one of the Orioles, one of the Camden Yards weekends is uh, Easter Passover. Very inconvenient. Yeah, because God's not real. So that's a big inconvenience. <laughs> still, still have, still have commitments. Oh, because, because none of that happened. Um, yeah, no, um, it, it, it is a huge pain in the ass because I thought about like trying to do that one. The problem is also like Baltimore. I don't think Baltimore is like a major train stop with like DC right there. No, There's just not. less trains. So it's like, my thing is I can go to a Yankee game. And drive home, like, no problem. Like, I don't need to drink to go to a Yankee game in the Bronx. If I'm going to Baltimore, I'm fucking drinking. You know? Like, yeah. I'm just, like, that's just how it goes. So, uh, yeah, so it's, like, it's a huge pain in the ass so that, you know, but I got to be here because, you know, you got the kids. You got to be here for Easter baskets. I think you have, like... Is that Passover too? There's Jewish stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Jamie's Jamie's Jewish, so we may have a. Uh, Are you? You're a half, right? I'm a half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Happy Purim or whatever that is. What? Today's like a Jewish thing. It is. Yeah, yeah. I think my uh, niece and nephew normally make like jelly cookies. Ah, okay. Wasn't pure. pure wasn't aware of that one. Passover is like a fun. Passover is by far the funnest Jewish holiday. It's not even close. Way more fun than Hanukkah, the fall ones. Like Passover is a good time. You just kind of drink wine and eat brisket and matzah. It's not a bad time. I just wish it wasn't the we and the Yankees were at Camden Yards. So Purim, I think it's Purim, might be Purim. I apologize to any of the Gentiles who I don't even know if it's Gentiles, right? Isn't Gentile not Jewish? Gentiles I don't know. Jewish, yeah. All right. Um, so Purim is a Jewish holiday. With com- which commemorates the saving of the Jewish people of Persia from being annihilated according to the evil decree instituted by Haman, an official of the – now we're getting into words I can't even say anymore. So, But, yeah, it's a holiday that is tonight. Today, the Shalom. evening of tonight into the evening of tomorrow. So if you're listening to this tomorrow morning, it's still your holiday. Good for you guys. I know my, my mother-in-law, who's not Jewish, to embrace her grandchildren who are Jewish, does – she likes to bake, so they make, like, these cookies, and normally I get, like, a uh, – actually, if you just Google Purim, the first, like, image is these cookies. I like jelly cookies, so it works. Perfect, man. Jewish food's underrated. Are you going to go to any minor league games? Um, I'm going to go to Wilmington. I'm going to definitely hit some Blue Rocks games. Okay. My brother lives in Wilmington. My buddy Julian, his brother, live, his younger brother lives in Wilmington. So we're going to do like a boys night out in Wilmington, catch a minor league game, maybe hit Trolley Square. Oh, you know, man, you're taking me back. Wilmington, yeah. Delaware. Yeah, man. I went. We used to did. Uh, we did like the whole frat. We went to a Wilmington Blue Rocks. I mean, it was like the beers are like a dollar, especially in Delaware. It's like the cheapest sporting. Event yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I had looked up the. um their schedule the last two years and um it is like i I think it's different on weekends so it's not like as cheap but it 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 was like two dollar tito's tuesdays where it's like like if you really want to get tanked on a fucking tuesday like 
minor league baseball is where to do it. I lived in Florida for a year. Um, in I lived in Bradenton for a year, and so the Pirates are there. Um, in Sarasota, I believe it's now the the Orioles. The Twins were there for a bit, and it was just like. And I I was going to community college. And I was like a, a waiter. So like on a Tuesday to go out and get fucking hammered was nothing. And so it was just like, yeah, it was like 50 cent beer night. That's incredible. Yeah. The Thunder used to do the Thunder used to do. I think it was like two dollar Tuesdays. In yeah. Trenton. I'm going to try and go like Somerset Patriots is only like 40, 45 minutes for me. So I might go try and see Dominguez before before he gets called up. To AAA. Yeah, like people have asked me, like, well, you're in Jersey. You're going to go to su- the Somerset. And I'm like, that is I could go to Yankee Stadium. It'd be easier to get there. Yeah, because Somerset's north and it's kind of west. It's like west of Princeton. Yeah. It, it wouldn't it wouldn't work for you. Yeah, it's like 45, 45 minutes for me. So probably like an yeah, hour like, and a half from you. Yeah, like Trenton was like Trenton is a nice stadium. Like I wish they didn't leave there. I would go to games there. Um, You know, Scranton's kind of a like it's a. uh hall to get out yeah i'm not going i'm not driving fucking scranton (laughs) like we were trying to do a couple years ago like they reached out to us like a bronx pinstripes trying to do like hey why don't you guys do an event here and it's like well because no one will go like no one wants to go see that that's why (laughs) yeah no but yeah i'll try and hit somerset man it sucks the thunder that we left uh trenton thunder's 15 minutes for me that would have been that would have been awesome there's like a non-professional team there and it's like a college league or something but yeah it's like a uh like getting it's like a draft showcase league kind yeah. of thing i believe yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't know they have a couple of yeah but like the i don't know the blue rocks i'll go check it out in terms of like you know i can pay 13 dollars to get in and drink a bunch of five dollar beers like that's a steal yeah yeah no, that's, that's a, a wonderful evening yeah. The problem is that with like bringing kids, they play all their weekend games at like 630. And it's like my kids need to go to bed like 20 minutes after that. But they play road games at like two o'clock on the weekends. So I don't know, I'll probably get my kids to like a Sunday game. Nice. Nice, man. We got we got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff cooking. And you said you might go to Denver. We play the Rockies. I'm not going to Denver. Anymore. OK. My sister called me this week. and She got a new job and she's moving out of Denver. Damn. I was like, she called me. On uh, last week, maybe it was like Wednesday, and we had talked, you know, the week that the weekend in between, I almost booked the flights. It was gonna be like, we booked our flights, like let's, you know, let's go. And she, she just called me, and was like, so I got a new job. I was like, damn, because I was gonna book them this weekend. Then. Yeah. So yeah, and like, it's just not without family there. There's not as much incentive to like lug my whole family there. Oh, exactly. That'd be tough to two kids on a plane, your kid's age. Yeah, two kids on a plane where like, you know, where I'm just bringing them so I can like go to Mile High Stadium, Coors Field, whatever the fuck it is. You can I think you can board first if you have kids under five. I think you could board with group one. You could board first if you have a limp. What are we talking about? <laughs> you board whenever you want. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Go to a costume store. Get an army uniform. <laughs> fucking do whatever you want. Uh, you got anything else? All right, Spirit Halloween. Going out of business. <laughs> Group. What's your costume? Group one? 
<laughs> I would never do that. I don't steal valor. It's fucked up. <laughs> no, I think that's all I got. What a way to close the show. Listen, we are in the dog days of spring training. The dog days of spring training. Yeah, tweet us some ideas. We'll talk about anything. There's, there's really not much going on. But you should tweet out to do like a like a Q and A next. Yeah, week. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. I'll do that. Put some. We, we should put 30 seconds of effort into this during the week. Yeah, we're just. You know what it is? We're playing catch in gym shorts right now. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> we're just. We're throwing to a catcher, and we got the strings hanging that are look like that make it a strike zone. So it's like, ah, oh, yeah, that was that was good. That was on the paint. I like watching the games and reacting to them. And when there's no real games, it's, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit tougher. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, yeah, I, you could follow Nick on Twitter and Kirby NYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Uh, follow the show at uh, George's Box Pod. We're all on Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram, too. I have not done anything with that. If anyone wants to just like get involved in this show too, like we had Juski, he's married now. I think he's doing like a couple's Instagram handle, so we've lost him to fucking <laughs> the universe. You might as well float off into space when you start doing couples handles. Um, yeah, but hey, I don't know. We'll see you at a game or we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.